saw the Miami last weekend. Right. Um, and I saw my idol. You say this about every idols. single trip. <laughs> you said that about DJ Kadla last time. Now you're gonna say that about God. I, I don't Rick have Ross. many idols. Yo, why did you like? <laughs> why did you just spoil my story like that? Is that your the? Is that the whole did. story? That was gonna be like the the presumption of my story. <laughs> Anyways, um, I met my idol. I I don't have many idols in life, you know. I met I met the boss, you know. I met, you know, the the biggest Rick Ross. Ricky Rose. How was he? I met him. I dapped him up. I gave him a hug. Oh, did you That's do all that? Oh. I just sent. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was prepping all day, just listening back to you know like my old hits. You know, you know the the Rick Ross hits, don't you? No, I don't. I'm getting so thrilled. I ain't win this out since I was 18. Oh, that's him. I apologize that's if him? I say anything at all. I didn't know that was him. And you know the, you know the Aston Martin music. Yeah. Oh, they came back for I you. don't, but yeah. I, just I like it when you sing it. Yeah. Anyways. um, Yeah, you know, I saw my dog and he was looking good. Right. You know, like I put on my, I put on my story and one of my friends commented and was like man like all those pears are doing good pears <laughs> yeah, those, do you not know the meme no i'm not on the yeah, rick ross side of old memes. lady look old lady. like a couple years ago <laughs> a couple years ago there was a rick ross did an interview where he like lost a weight a lot of weight and like the interview was like yo like how'd you lose weight and then and, and then like rick ross was like oh you know i be eating fruit and shit like i be eating a lot of pears what Remember when, like, remember when, like, you went to see Hassan Minaj in Florida when he came to town and you, like, DM'd him? Yeah, there's no relation. No, because you say idol for every single person. So I'm saying that, like, when he came into town for a show, you DM'd him to take him out to lunch. So I'm just wondering, did. did you do that to Rick Ross? Too? No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't say I was going to take him out to lunch. I said I would cook him lunch. Oh, okay. Um, so he'd come over to I had, to like, a, a whole, like, scenario house. planned out. Yeah, I mean, you just don't like understand pop culture. Oh, okay. It's okay. Anyways, on, on the topic of pop culture, yeah. um, follow me on Threads. Right. Um, by Instagram, follow me on Threads. Um, I'm be threading my ass off. You know, I really got that shit. You know, like in like my notes app. You know, all these like amazing thoughts and ideas. Yeah. He was the first one to hop on the app. All right, let's get started. <laughs> Anyways. Thank you guys for listening back to our amazing podcast, the best podcast in the world and in the universe. Difficultish, a podcast about different South Asian narratives. Right. Hosted by myself, Mosh Noon. And hosted by myself, Mahua. And together, we are Difficultish. Difficultish. Anyways, before we get any forward, any any more this forward, man has been um, talking too much. Rate us, review us, <laughs> rate us, review us, follow us, all of that. At difficult dish. So anyway, so today our episode is going to be about scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset, right? And mm. I was inspired by this topic because you know recently I've been thinking about how a lot of us especially children of immigrants whether you grew up poor whether you grew up rich whether you grew up in the middle a lot of us still grew up with the scarcity mindset 
where we felt like, you know, resources are limited. We felt like money is going to run out. There isn't enough for everyone in the world. And I realized that there is more than enough in the world and there's a lot of money for everyone. So why is it that so many of us are scared of constantly losing money? We're scared of just spending money on basic things. And how do we unlearn it, right? So this is a very important topic because, you know, I grew up in a family that where, you know, we grew up in a lower middle class type of household and we grew up always saving money, which is a good thing. But I think we saved Mm -hmm. so much to the point where it made me feel scared to spend any money on anything, like a cup of coffee, spending any money on myself. And it makes you live life in fear, right? So we're going to talk about just what exactly is scarcity mindset, what is abundance mindset, why a lot of us grew up with this mindset, and how can we change it to become more abundant in life, you know? Wow. Yeah. You know, like, abundant and abundance is, like, one of my favorite words. Yeah. Um, I remember, like... It was early on um, where I just like I, I really loved the word abundance because like even like the word it just it, it brings you so much like just like gratitude for the world yeah. for like everything because like you like you you look and like you see how like everything is abundant like I got like two lights on in my in my house and like my room right, right. now like there's like so much oxygen it's a small thing you know? there's like yeah. I have a full glass of water in front of me like there's like there's there's so much to everything. And, you know, one of the ways that I've just gotten better at this is just recognizing the little things. Mm, that's important. And I know that's corny, but yeah. I know it's corny, but I mean, it's it's really shifted my perspective. Um, And yeah, man, I think growing up, I mean, we can get right into it, no? I mean, yeah, we can get right into it, but let's let's talk about what scarcity let's, mindset is first. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was going to get. Oh, into, OK, OK. You know? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Um, Scarcity mindset um it's just the perspective that there's not a lot there's not there's not a lot of stuff the resource in the resources in the world are minimal and i think a lot of brown people grew up thinking this way um regardless of like what type of um financial situation that you come from obviously that plays a big part but i think in general a lot of brown people um are minimal in in regards to like what you need to like live what you need to live life Mm. um i think a lot of a lot of immigrants think that way Mm -hmm. um because like when they come to the country they don't come with much you know and and i think that right off the bat tells them that like you know all all of our all of our does your dad like say that like oh i came to america with with two and a half dollars two and a half dollars in my pocket and a backpack (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i feel like it's like a competition like who came here with less right um yeah man i mean like right from the get-go like like my parents came here with with like didn't even bring much like a a suitcase or two yeah Um, what can you bring like across the sea when you're moving across the world exactly and like you don't you're not able to bring like much like memorabilia or Mm -hmm. like mementos just like you know like they probably come with just like a couple pictures or like whatever it is um so like right off the bat they gotta they gotta live life um minimal and scarce yeah and that's not something that you just shake off yeah. you know especially when you're starting from the mud over here mm-hmm. um 
starting you know you start at zero dollars and you got to save and you know all the money that you save when like our parents save up to like a thousand dollars like that's the time to like buy a sofa or like whatever it is like you're like everything that you have like you have to count each and every um penny that you get and i think overall um and over time that shifts into just like a a mindset that is not easy Mm -hmm. to to shake off and and obviously it it, um it disperses into us yeah um as we start growing up i think yeah a lot of us are still trying to unlearn it like even for me i'm still trying to unlearn it as an adult and just like spend money on myself sometimes you know like i've been in a recent like coffee era yeah, you suck at that. i've been in a coffee era in my life where right, i've been relax. like you've bought like buying <laughs> like buying coffees from outside spending a little six six seven dollars <laughs> you know sometimes a little coffee uh, uh, which is a big deal but anyway scarcity mindset <laughs> obviously it does relate to money and it does relate to you feeling like there isn't enough money in the world so you have to kind of like keep it close to you but also it relates to so many other things it's when you have a limited viewpoint of just like everything else in your life so it could be you thinking that there's um, limited time for you to do something there's also limited opportunities for you out in the world it can also Mm -hmm. be that you have limited connections it's essentially that like you have this idea that everything around you is negative you have a pessimistic view and also it takes up such a big mental capacity in your brain where you're not able to think of opportunities beyond you're not able to think of a, a bigger life beyond just like this the negative thoughts that you have you know and i think when people are in that mindset it can become so suffocating and you just feel like that is you know taking up your whole life where you aren't even able to think beyond that you know so it's really hard honestly to initially get out of that mindset and obviously this is a mindset so we're not talking about people that are actually in poverty if you're actually in poverty you can't just think abundantly and like magically get out of poverty right but we're talking about the people that don't have it that bad or they might but they just have to change this like mindset and have this shift where things can get so much better if they just think more abundantly right so do you have any examples of scarcity mindset? Like, like let's do a little role play. Oh. I'm ready. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of an example now. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to role play. All right. So pretend like you are at a job that you don't really like. What's a scarcity okay. mindset type of way of saying something where, like, you, you, you're trying to convince yourself that there isn't another job out there for you? I mean, I'm going through that right now. Shit. Oh, wow. Like, I've been, I've been aggressively job hunting. Guys, I've been aggressive. I probably shouldn't say this publicly. <laughs> I'm, I'm already in there. <laughs> um, I've been job hunting for the last, you know, undisclosed period of time. Right. And um, not, not been successful. Well, actually, man. this is a good example. And, this is a good example. Because something that you say a lot is that there aren't any jobs out there. There really aren't any jobs out there. No, it's just it's just like what makes it worse is like is just like the the discouragement of of not finding success yeah. like over time. It's like thing of like salesmen who like, you know, they they make their money by like cold calling like businesses trying to sell them like solar panels. It's like you can call a thousand people and you get a thousand like people to hang up on you. Like at that point you're like But that's not true. Like, but that's not true though. See, you constantly say, like, damn, there aren't any jobs out there for me. For me, But 
you're forgetting that you've had interviews and you've had people call back and you're not taking that in <sighs> whatever <laughs> I'm, i just know that i've i've applied to a bunch i've like put in like I, i've done more than just like hit apply like i've, I've done a lot of other stuff to try right. to work out positions um not going in my favor you know oh just got another follower on threads all right anyways you know like <laughs> he has a good 16 um, followers now he's getting to his head no nah, i'm bro i'm like i'm like 20 right now anyways um <laughs> it's uh it's it's very discouraging yeah it, it, it is. is and it's it's hard just to remain positive mm -hmm. because it's like you people keep closing the door on you yeah and it's like you're trying to see the light but it's like people you know every time you try to open it up nope nope it shuts it back, down like, on your it finger closed. it's like yo like i'm trying to like stay positive um and you know i i can't imagine if i was in a position where like i literally didn't have a job and i didn't have anything right. to some, sustain myself then it gets a lot harder right um but i guess you just have to like for me like even though it's been extremely discouraging, I keep telling myself that like new stuff keeps popping up every day. Mm -hmm. What what does not accept me was not meant for me. Right. Um. And and I will fall into a position that I know I will be happy in because I I think about where I've gotten to where I am today, and yes, I've I've worked hard, but it's like I I just kind of put like my trust in in life yeah. and into the world mm -hmm. and i and I, I worked hard and i always chased like goals and dreams mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day you just have to have like some faith that like what you put into the world and and the good that you do will return to you yeah and it it, it can get difficult to follow because all of this is like it's not made up it's not like tangible like you can't tangibly track every single good thing that happens to you and you can't measure like or like quantify success but yeah it it's it's all just like a mindset thing and i was having like this conversation with my with my friend the other day it's all it's all mental mm -hmm. mental fortitude is is an aspect that i think a lot of people don't dedicate time to just like actively working on building your mental strength and and whether it's like reading books or reading articles or reading good mantras, reading positive affirmations, this stuff really does go a long way. I didn't believe in reading positive affirmations for a long time. Mm. And now like I love just writing down good like bullet points and just good thoughts and just like putting that right in front of my face. That's why I have. Yeah, that's why I have post-its everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You got them all around. Yeah. And I think a lot of stuff is extremely underrated. But but yeah, I think I think when you have the scarcity mindset, you're so hyper fixated on your losses instead of like your little wins that it can bring you into depression and it can bring you into like the spiral because you constantly feel like, you know, things aren't in your favor. But like what you said, it I think once you have like those small things that you do to get better and have that abundance mindset whether it is having small post-it notes or whether it is like just hoping for the best and knowing that it's going to come to you one day, I think that snowball effect kicks in and eventually like it gets easier and easier and things get better and better. And I think something else that I want to talk about briefly about the scarcity mindset is that it leads to short-term coping instead of long-term problem solving and it increases your jealousy and stress. So I know a lot of us grew up with like that jealousy and that 
like you know when our parents would compare us to one another and like it would it would create that competitiveness and i think our parents did that with like good intent in like a weird way where they thought that that would motivate us to do better but really that would just make us insecure and jealous of like our friends and our neighbors or whoever it was and it would make us more stressed out and it wouldn't really make us reach our highest potential because we were just trying to like prove something to our parents or our friends or whoever it was and we were just trying to beat them so it didn't really feel like we had the means to really prove our worth or prove our grades or prove whatever just genuinely to ourselves you know so i think a lot of the roots from scarcity mindset obviously comes from like it could be money insecurity or whatever it is with your upbringing but it could also be the competitiveness that we grew up with in school and in our community and a lot of people just like don't outgrow that when they're older you know i remember like the months that i had towards like school and grades for so long I used to I used to look at the grading system and I used to look at what is what an A is and an A is ninety percent and in my, I used to always be like ninety percent out of a hundred is so high to on a test I ha- I have to get nine out of ten questions right that's that's hard I used to always tell myself like bro that's so high mm. like. I used to be in disbelief how people get 97s, 98s, like, overall in class. It used to blow my mind. Like, how is that possible? Like, I'm struggling to get a 70%, Mm. you know? And I used to, like, always just be in disbelief. And I still kind of am. But I think having that type of mindset was so constricting. Yeah. And it, it goes back to this whole thing of, like, you know, a bunch of people did it and I was more than capable of doing it but it's like the disbelief that comes with quantifying things and seeing things as like so low probability can mess you up and I used to always be like bro there's no way I'm getting an A mm-hmm. you know cuz I can't get more than one question wrong that's impossible mm-hmm. I'm I'm a silly boy right what, what am I doing getting 9 out of 10 questions right apart from that man like I always just feel like we're running out of time I always feel like there's no time in the world. Not always. Like, half the time, I feel like there is no time in the world. Really? Interesting. Like, especially today, man. Like, I was at my office all day today. I I finished work at, like, 4 o'clock. And I was like, damn, like, I didn't have time to do anything. Like, I had, like, other stuff other than, like, work-related things to do. And I was like, damn, bro, I didn't get to do any of it. I was like, I didn't have any time today. And, like, I look back and I see that, like, I had gaps and I could have worked stuff out. But it's, like, you look at the little time that you have and you're, like, oh, that's not enough. And you're, like, oh, like, I'll push this back to, like, a time when I have more time. Mm. But it's, like, you never have more time. The more time is is also made up. You know, I look at 30 minutes. 30 minutes to some people is a lot. You know, my, my, my friend is in investment banking. Whenever he gets a 30-minute break, he cherishes it because he never gets breaks. Whereas, like, I look at 30 minutes so I'm, like... I can't do nothing in 30 minutes Mm -hmm. but it's like it's it's all it's all perspective and i think it also like brings me to this point of when we're in school i remember i used to always just say like oh i'm not a math person like oh i'm not a science person and i think when we automatically characterize ourselves as like this person that's not good at something because we got a few bad grades in something 
I think it tricks our brain into just like accepting defeat and not really trying in those as much as we can. So I think it's really important to like, you know, we'll talk about it later on in this episode, but like to really train your brain into practicing better language when you speak about yourself and just that also trains your brain into thinking better and having thoughts that are usually automatic and to just like undo those automatic thoughts and just think positively but you know I used to always be in high school and college and just you know I honestly like I'm not that the best in math and science but maybe I could have said it better in a way where I could have tried a little bit harder instead of just like assuming that I'm not good at it and I might as well just not try at all and just fail constantly you know what are some what are some automated thoughts that you have nowadays that you want to try to revert you know honestly back in the day it used to be a lot worse and I used to think a lot more negatively about myself and of others and I had to really train it over the years like you know small things that I say and a lot of other people say is like oh my god I'm so dumb or like oh my god I'm so stupid when they make like Mm. a silly mistake right yeah um and I think when you say things like that obviously it's a joke and obviously it's not meant to be taken seriously but even when you say small things like that it really just like discredits who you are as a person and I really recommend just like writing down some of the things that you think of yourself that might be negative and just thinking of ways on how to like undo that or positively think about it and you know then it gets easier and easier and then you can say it um more confidently but yeah what are what are some of yours I mean, I used to always say that too, but I think, I think something that I used to do, but I, I know I knew to shift early was, um, was just saying like in general, like how much I have like in life, mm. like in my hands. Cause I think like it, it was annoying growing up, but I think it did kind of like drill into my head. The fact that like when I was 10, my mom used to always be like, yo, like there are kids in Bangladesh that don't have nothing. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Like I grew like. We grew up on a village, like, um, I, like, we used to walk in the mud, like, I we had nothing. And, like, you don't you don't like hearing this, as, I, I still don't like hearing it, but it's, like, and, and it can go good or bad, you know, like, saying that too much can, like, My mom always says that when I, like, go thrifting or something, and she'll be, like, the $30 you use on their clothes could have fit, could have <laughs> fed a whole village in Bangladesh. I'm, like, God damn. It's like, when she buys from Macy's and spends... Five hundred dollars in one day is not a problem. dollars on jumkas. That's not a problem. <laughs> but my mom used to say that all the time, and and honestly, for me, it stuck, and I'm glad it did. Yeah. Because I I shifted very early on from saying that I don't got much to saying I got so much, mm. and maybe a little too much to where I think that message, you know, like made my guide towards like understanding mental health a little bit more difficult because i used to like i used to look at like when i was having a bad time and i'll be like no like i'm good like like i have so much in life like who am i to feel down um or feel anxious about the situation when like i have a house and i have this and that so it can go many different ways but i think at least from like a financial perspective i looked at my situation and i learned to just like love where i am like my neighborhood isn't the nicest but i love my neighborhood like yeah. my area of town is not the nicest, but I spend every single day outside and it's like, it's me, you know, it's like, it's again, it's all about perspectives. Somebody like somebody could come down neighborhood and be like, damn, like blah, blah. And it's like, yo, like this is me. Like, why am I going to 
apologize for being me why am i gonna be sad for like the way i was it's just me yeah i think i think even now in my language like even if i'm complaining about something to you or like to whoever i usually follow up that complaint with like a disclaimer of like what i appreciate about it or like what it taught me or what i'm grateful for because like i just feel like if you complain too much sometimes obviously you have to sometimes to get it out of your system but if you do it too much without acknowledging the other good things that you have in life i feel like you're just looking at life as just like a perpetual complaint and you're not appreciating like anything else you know and you just see things pessimistically and you're just miserable as a person right but do you think that Mm -hmm. there's like a balance like a good balance with scarcity mindset like what is too much and what is like the perfect amount you know yeah i mean of course it's it's always too much i think like having a bit of like having the balance and having like a little bit of scarcity um scarcity mindset in you just keeps you alert yeah it keeps you like okay like yes the world is abundant but like i also shouldn't just like sit on my ass and just like wait for stuff to happen Mm. because like the world is like you know gonna treat me amazing because there's just so much world so much in the world like no like you, you still have to stay like on your toes you still have to stay alert and like be actively working to achieve something but it's it's like a little bit of both you know you go too deep on on either end um and you could sink and i think i always try to keep a good balance you know i look at like what i was saying about like my relationship with time i think half the time i'm like oh i don't have enough and then the other half i'm just like bro like i think about like five years ago i was 19 when i was we always talk about that i was like man 19 me compared to now is crazy and like that's five years Mm -hmm. bro. that's five years that's nothing Mm -hmm. and like i look at 29 and it sounds like so 29 close and it sounds so like oh but it makes me so excited to be 29 too because i'm like the last five years i like experienced all this life and i Mm -hmm. grew this much i can't wait to see how much more life i experience in the next five years so um it's all perspective and then like the other half of the time i'm like bro like i was just 19 and like oh my god like time flies and like it's already like july it's like we're like halfway through the year like holy shit time flies i haven't done anything on like my like new year's resolutions listens but yeah like if you if you are on the scarcity mindset spectrum of that and you're looking at time like that and you're like oh my god five years later i'm gonna be 29 oh my god i haven't accomplished anything in life i don't want to be 29 like look at all these other people ahead of me and I think when you're too deep into the slumps of the scarcity mindset, you're just like not looking forward to anything, but you're also so deep into it that you're not really working towards yourself anymore. You're not working hard anymore because you're just like tunnel visioned on just negativity and comparing yourself to yeah. one another, you know? Do you feel like you've gotten better at uh, thinking abundantly about life? Yeah, I think I've gotten a lot better than I was in high school. I think obviously with age and as you get more confident with who you are as a person, what you want to do, things get a little bit better. You know, me having my own space now and having the means to like work on the things that I want to work on and having like a supportive community has helped me as well. But, you know, again, it's, it's just really retraining your brain. And just doing the work because a lot of people realize that they're competitive with other people. They realize that they have the scarcity mindset. They realize that they they care about social connection and they don't want to share with other people. But still, they don't want to unlearn it. They still want to continue that on into their into their adult years, pass that on to their children. So if you are aware that you have this pattern and you want to 
get out of it that's like the first step and that's like a big thing to do on your own but you know some people just want to stick with it forever and they never learn it i love th- i love thinking abundantly i think it just brings me so much like happiness and joy yeah because like i don't know in like so many different aspects like going back to like the job stuff i think so many people are scared to ask for like raises and higher salaries because they feel like they're asking for too much and like they feel like like oh my god like i'm asking for like a hundred thousand dollars that's so much money like this company like they're not gonna want to pay me that much i think i think the reality like the fact that there is so much money in the world is like a realization that i that like i need everybody to have because i remember i remember when i shifted like that perspective because like i think back at like when we were like 18 we we're making like eight dollars an hour and i would get a raise to like nine dollars an hour i'd be like damn they give me a dollar raise <laughs> god damn. the best was when it was I'm, like a few cents i'm him i'm him right. bro. and then i went to nine thirty. yeah i got money mm. and then you know but like i would be working at a coffee shop and i would hear like different numbers about like because i i the, the clientele that came in was like expensive and I would hear their conversations talking about like different like real estate deals. How they, this person just closed down like a $2 million real estate. I'm like two million. Huh? I mean, I mean, I guy. still, I still think about that. I still get shocked when yeah. I hear that. And to all perspective, man, I, I remember when I realized that like infinite money in the world, I was like, Oh, like I'm good then. Like I'm good. I think I used to always think there was like a thousand dollars in the world. Like everybody yeah. has like split a thousand dollars. Everyone. <laughs> Man, that's such a valuable lesson to learn because, like, once you like, then like all the chains are loose. And co- and like aligned with that is the fact that like we as brown people think that there's also just like a bunch of competition in the world, which there is. You know, when when it comes to like getting accepted to a school or like getting accepted for a job, everything is comp- competition and everything is competitive. When somebody wants to start a business, everybody around you like, oh, like be careful. Like, there's already a bunch of those. And there's already, you know, like it's it's so competitive, but it's like, you know, be alert, but that's not the right mindset to have. Like just because I want to start a, a hairspray brand, I know there's a million of them, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it my way. And that's what makes it different. That's what makes it unique. So I love thinking abundantly. I love thinking that there's opportunity for everybody because there is, you know, there's enough money for everybody. There's enough jobs for everybody. And you just have to think the right way about it. I think about how so many of our family members back at home would be like fighting over land and like when you go see this alleged piece of land it's just like a piece of like ugly thing and it's like, it's like one plot of grass and it's yeah. like tell me i feel like so many of them grew up with like fighting their own siblings for a piece of goddamn land and they think that this goddamn land is gonna change your life and you know then we got passed on with this like this competitive behavior fighting over a piece of table or a piece of whatever it is yeah, we gotta have a, comp- a competition um, episode because that is enacting everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to talk about like how to be better and get this abundant mindset? Um, I don't have a lot of advice. I think my main advice is to recognize and prioritize mental fortitude, and to not treat mental fortitude as something that. It's just going to come to you with age. Work on the way that you think. Like actively put in hours into I'm going to think better. Don't just let the world like guide you and you know you learn things along the way of living. You will obviously but you have to put in work yourself. 
you have to I I highly recommend positive affirmations like Mo does. Write sticky notes, put it around your apartment, put it around your room. I used to, I used to write on like big posters. Yeah, they like, were so and just, big. Like, tape it around my apartment. I used to write on like my mirrors. It absolutely expose yourself to the max with the, what you want to see and what you want to hear because it is all mental. Like I said, like I I didn't grow up with much. Like we didn't grow up with much, but like I still ha- I still thought very abundantly. Because it's just mental. My mom drilled it in my head. We have a lot. We have a lot. There's people that have less. We have a lot. And it's true. And I know that's hard. I know it may take, might take time. But that's what it takes. You know, and once you start thinking like that, your whole world is going to change. Like, I think about when I had my apartment. I used to cover my apartment with those posters. It changed the way I think. Like, it really, really mm-hmm. did. There would be days where I came home after, like, a 16-hour day of doing God knows what. And I'd come home and be like damn like i just did so much like i i like i just work so hard like i'm so happy or even having a vision board having a vision board or like a mood board in your space that you can constantly look at and that doesn't mean like constantly stepping on other people to get to where you want that doesn't mean networking to just like use people start opening up your mind and start thinking that there are opportunities and you can make friends with people genuinely and you can get to those places if you work hard but again, you just need to have like that positive language and positive imagery in your in your space. But something else that I wanted to talk about is that it's really important to celebrate your small wins instead of just constantly striving for your big wins and comparing those big wins to other people. So never actually being happy because you're just comparing yourself to other people, right? You have to Facts. celebrate the small wins. So even if it is just like, you doing a small task in the day that's getting closer to your bigger accomplishment instead of you just like like maybe taking in that big accomplishment but then you're like ah i gotta work even more i gotta work harder i gotta be like this next person which i used to do back in the day you know and you get into this like hamster wheel where you just never take it in so it's really important to just like just really take it in you know like machine got me a nintendo switch and he celebrated you know, my collection drop because he knows that it's hard wow. for me to celebrate my win. So obviously it's, it's a little bit yeah, easier if is. you have people around you that celebrate you. And that's what I wanted to bring up in the next point where surround yourself with people that celebrate you, surround yourself with winners, yeah, surround like yourself. Me. Right. Yeah. Right. With this 20 yeah, followers like on threads. I'll celebrate you. I'll celebrate you right now. Look, the collection popped off. She deserved that switch surround yourself with supportive people but you know that's hard to find especially if you're in an environment that is constantly pushing the competitiveness and you grew up in that environment and you're living in that environment because you know if it's ingrained in you then it's hard to leave that right so sometimes it might take you leaving that area or sometimes it might take you distancing yourself from those friends or those family members or whatever it is but you have to really like tunnel vision and find your people because if you're surrounded by toxic people that all have that scarcity mindset and are all your friends allegedly but are are like all competing with you then you can't get up you know so you really have to find those people when you do find that supportive um, community around you obviously they're winning they're getting up and you have to get into that mindset where you're not using their success as a means to like compete with them you're using their success as a means to learn from them as a means of inspiration 
and just building them up and they build you up. You know, this is all collaboration. I feel like a lot of us grew up with like, oh, I have to compete with one another, one for itself. And I can't work with anyone else because someone is going to like be a snake and, you know, do me wrong. But really, at the end of the day, you have to learn that everything is community and things require collaboration and you can't build yourself up by yourself for the most part. You need help from other people. That means finding your community and trusting other people and believing that other people have good intentions if you have good intentions, you know. So again, it's like it's a snowball effect. So obviously you can't do all of this right away, especially if you're like so down to the dumps in the scarcity mindset but it just gets easier and better you know facts just get you and me you know i'm great energy to have nearby you know i love telling my friends that like i'm proud of them he's gonna get popeye's biscuits for everyone that's the first thing you think about yeah you said that literally in the last episode if you you literally said if you do this one thing i'll get you popeye's (laughs) you know people know you as like popeye's like i get comments saying that like Oh, did you take Mashun to Popeye? you're lying to me. I told you I got YouTube comments saying, did you take Mashun to Popeye's? <laughs> Listen, Mo got me Popeye's like a couple weeks ago. It didn't hit, man. Yo, Popeye's, Popeye's, if you're listening, y'all got to step it up, bro. That shit did not hit. Collab? <laughs> Collab? <laughs> I'm difficult dish. Ex Popeye's. Make a goddamn difficult dish. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Y'all know that when we start recording live, like when we start recording face to face in the same room, y'all know that Mushun is gonna have friggin' goddamn Popeyes in front of him eating, <laughs> munching away while we're yo, recording. Yo, you know what's so funny? Today I was envisioning because I, I watched the uh, I watched the uh, uh, Lil Yachty's new podcast. He just started a podcast with like his best friend, right? And his setup is so funny. It's like th- it's it's shot in his room, and he's laying on the bed, and then he has this like big like sculpture like next to him like in his room and like his friend is just like sitting on top of the sculpture (laughs) and like recording with his microphone up it's so funny i love that and i was thinking i was like i was like i'm gonna send it to you i was like yo like when uh, when we record i want it to be like i want i want to be sitting some like i'm not gonna be on top of the sculpture but i just want to like i don't want it to be like stale like i want to be like sitting like freaking like upside down on the like the oh, bed i want to be like in a different i won't be like in the kitchen oh god <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> listen we'll we'll discuss later <laughs> but uh, uh yeah right. shut up papas all right you want to move into the responses? Yeah, I just want to let you know that within this episode, I've gained like eight followers. Feel me? But anyways, we should make one for for uh, difficult. It'll just be me tweeting. It'll just be you tweeting. <laughs> I love Popeyes until they notice you. As you guys know, we let you guys know about our thoughts and ideas. As you guys our, know, we let our, you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> about our uh, you know like our upcoming ideas and our upcoming episodes on our Instagram at difficult dish soon follow i'm about to make the difficult dish threads account follow that too follow us on instagram um we'll let you guys know about the upcoming episode topics so we asked in our story please share your thoughts and experiences on scarcity mindset you know it often comes from financial trauma and societal expectations lots of brown people operate with this type of thinking what are your stories right so we got a response from our intern our beautiful intern she wrote When I bought myself a new laptop and iPhone, I didn't even feel excited. I was so worried because I made such a large purchase and I convinced myself I wasn't worthy of it. But I literally needed a new laptop for grad school. You know, grad school where she got accepted into Columbia, by the way. 
my old one Shut was up, not Evan. working. I felt like the money I had in my bank account was never going to come back, which just isn't true. Have you ever felt? I, I know you have, but like you know, I have like that that <laughs> like that numbness yeah. in like your soul when you like pay for something too much. It's like yeah. you you can't even say anything. You're like, yeah. I this was damn. like especially me after taxes this year. You remember that? Yeah, I clearly. Yeah, yeah. I remember um my my car got hit by like a falling pipe from like a truck long story anyways i had to pay like eighteen hundred dollars and i think i literally had like fifteen hundred dollars like i don't know how i paid for it. i think i did a payment plan um to get it fixed and i was like damn i literally honestly paid- for like nah, zero for like a day or like a week or whatever a short period of time it's important to feel those emotions right it's important to feel like oh shit like i just got hit hard you know but then you mm. got to get out of it because i remember after taxes or even after i got scammed like i had to feel it right even after you got scammed like you had to feel the emotion like damn this this hit hard right you can't just like you can't just tell someone like i'll get out of it like you'll make the money back the money doesn't matter you can't just tell someone that because the money does matter but you feel it and then you kind of get over it you cry you cry and then you then realize you all right the money's gonna come back because i remember taxes well, hit fine. and then i cried about it for a lot a long time and then I prayed a lot for it to come back. And then guess what? <laughs> Please don't it love came this. back. It came back. Yeah, tenfold. Anyways, we don't got to get into that. <laughs> Labyrinthab.com. <laughs> I got one. Mm. Um, Someone said, I never feel like there's enough time. And that anxiety makes me cr- procrastinate in a in a backwards way. Mm, that was you, listen, wasn't it? Listen, buddy. That listen, buddy. Listen, hundred thousand percent. I was there. And... I, I I get it. That that's all. That's all I want to say. I just want to verbalize it because I I absolutely get it. You just have to keep pushing. You just have to have foresight and you just have to have intuition that what you're doing is the right thing and that you know, I I think discipline. I have a very complicated relationship with discipline as I'm sure you do because you know, you probably have big aspirations and goals, but it's just hard to stay focused and that's going to be an ongoing battle and I get it. So how do you not have that procrastination? I wish I knew. <laughs> like I'm I'm You're still trying to figure it out. You're just a boy. Okay, go see it. Go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said going from buying cheap fast fashion clothing to nice quality clothing scares me. Yo, that's so funny. Cause like last week I was I went to the mall like four. Something times. about Mashoon is that he'll always have a story for something. <laughs> like, like I went to the mall in the last two weeks like three or four times because I wanted I was on a mission to buy nice things, mm. right? I wanted nice clothing, right? Because all I do is go thrifting, right? And whenever I found something that I liked, I was like. I could thrift this. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I would find like a nice shirt that's not even that much. It'd be like sixty dollars. I'd be like, I thrift this for like twelve. And I'll put it away. I did not buy a single thing. I went to the mall like four times. I went to you like really different did. outlets. What? You really did go to the mall a lot and you didn't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I just said. No, I know, but I'm saying <laughs> like, were, like were you like not listening? That's crazy. Yeah, man, I, I get it. I hear you. I mean, I mean, just like, just fuck, just 
I don't know, like right, shit. right. He just wanted to say <laughs> his story. He didn't have any sort of resolution or no input. Listen, I just want, I just want my beautiful listeners to feel heard. Right. Okay. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be a a a, a point of influence. A and preacher. A point of, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm just like, listen, like I hear you. This okay? man like, actually has. Hate, like, he just wants to validate shit. your feelings. He has nothing else to say. He has no source of solution. Nah. Just I hear nah. you because that's me saying that like i'm here with you like i'm also still struggling with this you're not alone okay and like all we need in life is like community and like all we need is like you know to be like like listen to and like feel like we like are and are like connected to somebody right. else. So, like y'all y'all are like connected to me type shit like follow me on threads you know how there are like <laughs> shut up you know how there are like the rich influencers and they're like all you gotta do is just buy a few like basics that are like three hundred dollars yeah. Yeah, freaking Bottega Veneta. Yeah. $400 t-shirt. That's crazy. But girly, I'm telling you at the end of the day, like, you can still buy better quality clothing from thrift stores or sustainably, and it doesn't have to break our wallet. You know, fast fashion is really not the solution. All right. You got any tensing advice? I do. Oh, wow. Support your friends. Yeah. Support your friends that got businesses. Support your friends that got clothing brands. Even if it's that little, got, that that make music, whatever. Like, even if it's starting them. out. And and specifically, what I mean is like, show them love. Like, send them a DM. Like, comment on their story. Be like, yo, it is hard. Yeah. Be like, yo, like, I'm rocking with this. Cause, okay. man, those words of encouragement go so far. I remember when I first started out with poetry, and people were giving me good compliments. I that shit kept me going. Mm. You know, when when somebody puts up a uh, a painting, a piece of artwork, give them a compliment, man, because that stuff goes so far. When you're trying to like showcase something that is yours, that you made, that you're proud of, yeah, like you're not you're not seeking validation, but that validation can feel nice. And support doesn't even need to be monetary. You know, even like a, yeah, a small word really helps because you know later on if they blow up. I don't want to hear no one coming they up to them saying, yeah. saying, oh, my God, I, oh God. I knew you from the beginning. Oh God, I'm your biggest fan. You went to my high school. You were my college right. friend, boyfriend, sister, my love, my love. Right. Right. Okay. If y'all know, I follow, I follow Mo when she had, like, 80 followers. Anyway, so I, like, I've really been here. Like, I've been through the mud. Like, I really, you know, like, anyways. You got any advice? <laughs> <laughs> You're blessed? I'm blessed. You're I'm blessed, blessed you heard? I'm trying to think. You know, my brain is fried at this time. Yeah, all times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't hurt to, like, customize some custom shoes for your dad on Nike ID. Okay. <laughs> my dad has been wanting these specific shoes that he saw on the streets while he was driving through New York City. He's been wanting it for a while, but, like, what he wants isn't, like, something that Nike made or makes. So I've mm. been trying my best to get it as close as I can be a customizing it through nike id and this man yeah. went through Shout like out nike he went through like a red and blue face for like spider-man then he went through like a, a bangladesh green and red face and then finally we landed on yellow and gray right but mm. you know this this made this man happy so Facts. now he's gonna be rocking the Facts. streets with the yellow nikes air forces on yeah yeah amazing you know make it a little you pair me one i mean you and i you had a some match ones you and i had matching ones we'll get another pair of sign anyways thank you guys for listening 100th episode is coming soon 
It's coming soon. We got we got some in the works. Yeah, we do. More details coming soon. If if you made this far, comment the thread emoji. Yeah. I want to see some threads. Is there a thread emoji? Me, the embroidery check. emoji? Like the sewing one, right? Let me double check. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell y'all the exact one. Oh, y'all got some options. Just type in thread. Y'all got like a couple options. Just like your favorite one. You got like the needle. You got the yarn. Right. You got whatever you want. Just right. throw it in there. I'll, I'll, Shout I'll, out. Follow me on threads. Right. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Um, Difficult Dish. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram. Labyrinth Ave. Masha Munir. Mm. We are... Difficult Dish. Out. We love you. I love this. I love this. <laughs>